0: Welcome to Journey to the Stage where we highlight current projects but always start at the beginning of the artist's journey. I'm Brian Frazier and I'm so glad you've joined the discussion today. Before we get started please consider sharing this on your, uh, with your friends. Subscribe or follow wherever you tune in and leaving a kind review or some stars is always appreciated. I'm excited to, today to have as my special guest Issa Holiday, who is the lead vocalist and bassist for a band I absolutely love, Belgium's own Slow Crush. Slow Crush has a new album out called Hush, which I love. Uh, Issa, welcome to Journey to the Stage.
1: Thank you for having me, Brian.
0: Yeah, I'm glad this worked out. Now, you guys are touring the U.S. right now. You're a long way from home. How is the tour going so far?
1: Uh, it's... It's a long tour. <laughs> but um yeah. uh it's it's I mean it's as rewarding as it is tiring. Um mm-hmm. and that makes it sound all, all like a downer, but we're having an absolute blast. Um honestly we're we're just very excited to be back in the States. The enthusiasm and engagement that we're that we're seeing from the crowds is is amazing. So right now we're just we've just arrived on the west coast. Uh, in California so we're playing San Diego tomorrow Uh, and yeah we're just very very excited to be here
0: awesome well it's so cool well I I discovered you guys back in 2019 there was an ad that popped up that showed you guys were coming to Central California and I wasn't familiar with your music then so I looked you guys up and that's when you were touring to support Aurora which was your current album then. And as soon as I hit play, I sat back in my chair and I let that album just wrap around me. And I've, I've been a fan ever since. I just absolutely love that album. So as we go through our chat, we're going to play a couple songs from, from the new album, Hush, and learn a little bit about the band. So share with us about how Slow Crush started and making music together.
1: Um, well, we've just been a bunch of friends for forever we've we've gone through a couple of lineup changes uh since the band formed in about 20 like the end of 2015 2016 sort of uh that 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 time period but it was always started with a group of friends who had played music together in in various shapes and forms ever since high school and after Yella and myself had been sort of out of playing music for a while uh, we we just got in touch with our friends Deva the drummer at the time and Jan the guitar player um, wanting to try out something new so we'd, we'd all played in hardcore bands and punk bands for a long time and we just wanted to try something a little different go a little bit more sort of 90s inspired indie I suppose but still keep the the heaviness that we were that we were used to playing. And combine that into what became Slow Crush.
0: Now, as you were growing up and developing your own musical tastes and things like, what kind of bands were you into?
1: I grew up partially in the UK, and then I moved to Belgium when I was when I was in my formative years, I suppose. Um,
0: okay, yeah, I was wondering where your accent was from.
1: Yeah, it was never really in the intent that, I, that my family would stay in Belgium for very long, so they they put me in a in a British school. Full of snobby british children <laughs> so um so like my 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 music taste was formed with whatever was popular in the uk at the time and not so much what was popular in belgium i suppose so it was a lot of brit pop and, and indie and i think for the guys a little bit similar but maybe more more punk and hardcore. But yeah, Smashing Pumpkins was was always played. I think in in mm-hmm. on all of our radios, bands of that era. Right. So yeah, Beastie Boys, Deftones, and <laughs> all of that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: there was some great music in that genre back then. And you know, I know in music sometimes labels can be helpful, but also unhelpful. Mm-hmm. And I've read lots of descriptions of people trying to, I guess. Come up with what your sound is. How would you describe the sound of Slow Crush?
1: Yeah, that's a really tricky one. I think because I, I think that I think it's it's evident that all of our different sort of musical backgrounds are brought forward in in the style of music that we play, and it makes it mm-hmm. hard to to kind of pinpoint a particular genre that that we belong in. I think that the most evident, of course, or the, the one that gets pinned on is the most is shoegaze because of the combination of soft vocals and the, the wall of guitars and uh, and noise <laughs> from from all of the <laughs> effects that, that um, yeah. go on in, in the instrumentation. But there are a lot more elements that that's come through, I find. Uh, that we we've sometimes been compared to the Melvins even, <laughs> so yeah. That there is like the sort of th- threatening rhythm section, I suppose. The the drum and bass combined has a, 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 a more substantial sort of doomy impediment to it that is perhaps not typical of of all shoegaze and then also we, can, we we kind of have that dream poppy uh, style going on as well with the combination yeah. of the vocals, the, the etherealism. So yeah, it's just a, a whole heap of stuff. And, and in the end, the the honest sort of genre that we're playing is just music that we enjoy. Yeah. So it doesn't really need a label. In, in our mind, it doesn't need a label. But of course, right. um, yeah, if somebody's just, Looking at a CD in a in a store or a vinyl on on a table, they they may need some more convincing to pick it up and actually spin it.
0: <laughs> we'll see, but in both for Aurora and Hush, the covers are very well done. So to me, cover art always means something. So hopefully that will be more compelling for people. So this is what I read on your guys's Bandcamp page, and I thought it was pretty well written. It describes you guys, and maybe you wrote this, a compelling, abrasive shoegaze band dealing with the aesthetics of contrasting sounds, heavy like a gloomy dream, yet soothingly vibrant, the vulnerable, soft, floating voice of Manchester's Isa Holiday underneath layers of grungy, shoegaze-soaked noise pop, seeking shelter from a, we'll say, messed-up world. <laughs> yeah. <teach> me. so. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty apt description for those, you know, a lot of people maybe aren't familiar with shoegaze Mm -hmm. type rock. It is obviously very guitar driven with a lot of effects and the vocals, you're right that those high vocals kind of over the top, very swirling and, and dreamlike. And I, um, I was describing Hush to somebody and I said, it's beauty, but with a ragged edge and I thought that was the best I could do to describe yeah. it because to me it's there's so much beauty there but there is a little bit of a, a raggedness a little bit of a, a, a darker tone to it which I love I love that contrast.
1: Yeah. Music. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just in in general you you can't have you can't have happiness without sadness. You can't have light without dark and it is mm-hmm. it is a balance that that needs to be found in in life I suppose, uh, as well as in music so and I think that is that is what makes what makes our, our music so encompassing I think that also helps sort of draw the listener in and to be completely engaged what we're trying to to share with you so
0: very well said so let's play the song hush It's the title track on the album of the same name of course, and then we'll talk about it when it's done. So to me, this song is is very, very emotive, and I love the fact that it's over six minutes long. I think that is really, I applaud you guys for, for having, you know, a number of tracks, I think three or four that are over five minutes. I really appreciate a band who's going to create something that long, because it's kind of almost countercultural in music, where everything is, you know, the two or three minute pop song, that. I think when you have a song of that length, it really allows you to tell a, a, a deeper story, to take your listener on a, on a sonic journey with you. Um, what can you tell us about the writing of the title track, Hush?
1: I think with, with all of our songs, it kind of came organically. And, and I think, like you said, we're definitely not a band that wants to try and write pop songs. <laughs> so the, the three minute the three-minute ni- three pointer mark isn't uh, isn't something that we strive for, and I think you you also explained it uh, impeccably that it the the album the the whole album Hush was intended to come across as a story as a journey that we take the listener on. I suppose the the way that Hush is composed is a a little bit like a uh, sort of mini Slow Crush opera in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. It, yeah. it does it does travel through a few different emotions. Sort of bursting in when the vocals come in, the, the the song sort of blooms open, and then and then softens down again to then burst open again. So it is a little kind of escape that we that we take the listener on.
0: Well, even as as I've watched, I haven't seen you guys live yet, but when I watch you perform like on the AB sessions, which I encourage everybody to check out, you can get them on the Bandcamp page, they're also on YouTube, the videos. As a performer, you really are lost in the moment. Are you feeling the emotion of those songs as you're performing them live?
1: Absolutely. I think that is something that, that has helped me a lot as a musician, I'm I'm not the most outgoing person <laughs> in person. Uh I've I've always been quite shy even growing up. It it is something that kind of gives me comfort to to go on stage and just sort of only think about the music I'm playing and and mm-hmm. not about the the emails that are waiting for me at work or uh if I left the oven on <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so I think that is just something that I've that I've learned over the years to just allow myself to to be completely absorbed in the music and and I think with the music that we play that is the only way to to really listen to it. I I feel that like playing the songs live it is something that completely absorbs me and I do allow myself to sort of let go a lot more than I perhaps would do in a supermarket or something if somebody would come up and start mm-hmm. talking to me so.
0: Isn't that interesting how music can draw something so beautiful out of us? I I really do appreciate that. Now when it comes to writing, do you guys write as a band? Uh, is it are you two together just playing and letting things develop, or kind of how do you approach writing?
1: Um, most of the time, it is like an idea can be sparked from anywhere, and then uh, usually Yellow would would start working on that. So he would start sort of putting together a, a kind of light guitar demo um, and then we'd get okay. Freddie in to drum a simple sort of rhythm on that. Yeah, sometimes Yellow has something in his head already that he just instructs Freddie to do, but yeah, Freddie is a, is a very talented drummer who can come up with some, some crazy licks just off the top of his head. So I think that's where that sort of, the chemistry combines to make the magic happen, I suppose, from just a silly little guitar melody or, or even like a a, a melody hummed into an iPhone on the way to, to work or the gym or whatever. So that's where it really starts. Uh, we, we have a, a very small kind of home studio where we try to record everything in like demo sessions. Um, and then we just start building up the layers from there and then finally top it off with the vocals at the end.
0: So Yelle, yeah, like he's really a master of guitar tone because in particularly in this style of music, the tone of that lead guitar really kind of helps to set the the tone for the entire piece. Does he have to work at really developing the tone he wants or is it something that he's really quick at? Like how does he develop the tone that he wants to create for a song?
1: He has the particular tone sort of in his head, I suppose uh, of, mm-hmm. of what he wants to achieve and I, I don't think I can count the number of pedals that have been switched out on his board <laughs> since we started. We actually just uh, we, we met up with some people from Wool, Walrus Effects in Dallas. We bought a lot of pedals from them, <laughs> one, of, one of which has already made it on the board for tour. Wow. A very big thank you to uh, Shirley from, from Walrus Effects for hooking us up with, uh, with those pedals. So we're very excited to, to try them all out. <laughs>
0: Now, in terms of your own musical journey, because you you do something that I cannot do. I cannot play the bass and sing at the same time. I, I can play my guitar and sing all day long, but the minute I try to play a bass line, it's like I begin stuttering. The two things just don't work very well. But for yourself, did you start playing bass first or did
1: you start singing first? I grew up with a Filipina mother. <laughs> So music was always was always around and I was always encouraged to to sing and play guitar from a very young age. So uh I think my my parents actually bought me a very, very small acoustic guitar before I could walk probably. Not that I can play guitar. <laughs> my my dad taught me sort of, you know, the simple chords uh from a young age and yeah, my mum was always singing around the house. We, we had a karaoke machine, <laughs> one of very the first cool. ones. I was an only child, so I was very lonely and had nothing else to do. <laughs> so after school, I would sometimes just switch on the karaoke machine and, and sing whatever was on there. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I've always been quite shy, so to perform in front of a crowd was, was never really my huge interest Um, It was more just sort of singing to myself in in my bedroom or or our living room or wherever. But then as soon as family members come over, then I would just shy away and and crawl in a corner and hide (laughs) from the karaoke (laughs) machine. When I was about 15, I think, I got my first bass guitar, just because my my girlfriends and I, we wanted to start a band. We were just getting into sort of heavier music and um, it turned out that everyone can play guitar but nobody can play bass or nobody had a bass. So I thought, okay, I'll, I'll try it. I've been playing guitar for long enough. So, so I'll let the others do that and I'll try something new. So, so that's where my, my bass journey began. Um, well, that's cool.
0: But just so you know, you and Paul McCartney had the same journey then because (laughs) when he Got with the Beatles, everybody played guitar. Somebody yeah. had to play the bass. So you are the Paul McCartney of your band. Well, and don't let your bandmates yeah. forget that.
1: That That's not too bad. A, um,
0: <laughs> that,
1: I'll take that as a compliment.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> now, in terms of singing... In some of your earlier bands, were you singing in those bands or were you primarily focused on your bass playing?
1: I was always the the little girl with the big bass hiding behind the bass cab. Um, so I was, <laughs> I was never singing, no. I left that for the people with the balls to do so. <laughs> so yeah, Slow Crush was the first band that, that I that I ever sang in. And then in, in um, combination with playing bass, that was a, a, a huge sort of change in, in what I was used mm-hmm. to. So, yeah, I don't think I've ever been as nervous for a show as our first show, A Slow Crush. But, uh, but yeah, that the, the absorbing music helped me through that as well. I just switched everything off and then just focused on on what I was doing on stage and then forgot that there were people standing in the crowd. So,
0: so if you do happen to look out and see a face, is that a moment of, oh, my goodness? Or do you just not let yourself go there? Are you just really that focused in the moment in the song letting it kind of take over so to speak
1: i'll say that yes (laughs) 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 yeah well it depends what they're doing (laughs) of course i guess Um, fair enough there was one time where i did not let myself get so absorbed in the music and that was because our sound guy was actually picking a fight with somebody in the crowd and so that was the moment that i threw my bass on the floor and went after them but other than that yes i'd I'd say that i'm pretty absorbed in the music to to notice what's happening out in the crowd (laughs) whoa
0: is there video of this i mean i've got to see this
1: no and and (laughs) i say our sound guy it wasn't our personal sound guy it was just a the house yeah the house the house guy in poland somewhere
0: let's listen to another song from hush um, you told me that I I get to pick one, which um, I was so happy about. We're gonna play the closing song on the album. And we're gonna to listen to "Bent and Broken." Let's give it a listen. <laughs> that's got to be a tiring song for the guitar player it sounds to me like he's jamming single notes that high note the whole time at a very high speed or is that just a pedal effect that i'm hearing I do you think, know what i mean
1: is yeah, yeah i think it is uh just strumming <laughs> oh, <laughs> but wow. yeah we haven't we haven't played that one for for a while though i, I would have to pay attention to- <laughs> <laughs> the guitar plays uh, the next time we play it.
0: The, the lyric to the song is from the perspective of someone who seems to be, at least to me, calling for help. What, what inspired that? Where, where, does that uh, where does that come from? Are you creating a character, or is this maybe from experience, maybe partially you've had or others have that you know? Where is the song birthed from?
1: When we were writing and recording the Hush album, it was just before the the whole pandemic madness most of it had already been sort of written up but then when the pandemic hit and when everyone was in lockdown we could really focus on sort of finalizing everything and uh Mm -hmm. writing a couple more songs or or building more of that story connecting the songs together before hitting the studio because we were actually planning to hit the studio i think that summer summer of 2020 but of course that that couldn't happen so we had a little bit more time and bent and broken was actually inspired by the george floyd situation
0: now how does a belgian band with a british singer get noticed in the united states is that is it tough to break into the u.s market i mean but you guys have obviously built a big enough audience to come and tour how have you guys been able to do that to kind of grab the attention of people half a globe away?
1: That's a million dollar question. We don't know ourselves. <laughs> we, we really honestly don't know because I mean, we we just released our first EPEs and immediately we kind of got interest from people in LA so we already had part-time punks in LA contacting us asking us to come out and then the DKFM collaboration so we had Greg from DKFM ask us to come out and and play his festival Dreamgaze and this was all when we just had like a, a four song EP released that was even sort of it was recorded in, in my mind as a demo I suppose and just sort of shared around with some friends so I think it was just really just passing it on to friends and then friends passing it on to their friends and then it, it sort of getting in circulation to reach the people who were really interested.
0: Out of curiosity if you guys could tour with any band maybe as a you know as an opening act who would you love to tour with?
1: That's a really hard question. (laughs) And, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of... I don't know if I can really answer that, because it's sort of a kill your idol situation, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to sort of destroy the magic, I suppose. But, I, I mean i can I can just say like all the bands that we've toured with like along our journey uh we've enjoyed every single minute of, of it, and we have made sort of lifelong friends um so I don't think there is like really a particular band that we're looking up to or or really, sort of pining to to play with. We're we all very very nice people and easy to get along with. <laughs> so um, we're just we're just happy to play with with everyone, I guess.
0: So as we come close to the end of our time here, tell us how people can best support Slow Crush.
1: So to support the band, you can check out our website, SlowCrush.org, where you can mm-hmm. find links to our Bandcamp page, um, where we have lots of nice t-shirts and uh vinyls and other exclusive items for sale brian will put the link <laughs> i will in I'll the put podcast the link in the of course uh even better would be to come see us at a show sometime and pick yes, up merch there yes. or just be in the crowd and and meet us in person afterwards we're always hanging around by the merch table or or anywhere else i'm sure you'll be able to to find us somewhere and uh we really don't bite so please come say hi
0: the website is great, and you mentioned the Bandcamp page. There is lots of great music uh, for people who don't know Bandcamp. It's just it's a storefront, basically, and a place for bands to connect directly with their audience. So highly encourage that, and all the links will be in the bottom. Okay, Isa, so before we go, uh, we're going to play a little game of word association. So I'll say a word, then it might be a phrase. And you have to tell me the first thing that comes to mind. You can't overthink it, but it has to be the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready?
1: I'm never ready, but it's okay. Yeah, let's do it.
0: <laughs> Are you nervous?
1: <laughs> <sighs> oh, you know. Right, you're gonna do
0: great. You're gonna do great. Okay. Okay. So the first word, candy.
1: So actually I've not been eating a lot of candy on this tour the only the only candy that we've had in the van are Twizzlers but we've just been eating them to get rid of them because we don't like them too much um so Twizzlers (laughs) I suppose That's
0: (laughs) that's a good answer okay next word waffles
1: Belgian of course (laughs) <laughs> I'm okay. sorry, I had Liege. to Liege, Liege waffles, they're to. the best waffles but I'm vegans what Liege, so, so waffles, there's a particular place in Belgium in mm-hmm. in French the name of the town is or city is Liege and in Dutch oh, the cool. name of the city is Luc, but the, the type of waffles that they bake in that town I suppose are the best, definitely check out Liege waffles if you can ever find them
0: well, I'm gonna have to buy me a plane <laughs> ticket and go try some of these. Okay, next word, beauty.
1: Um, uh, black beauty. the The horse. Oh. Okay.
0: <laughs> I like that. I like that. That one's more literal. <laughs> I like that. Okay, here's your next one. Music.
1: That's all we're doing <laughs> right now, so it's hard because it's everywhere. But yes. yeah, I mean, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's an embrace
0: so here's the last one it's a phrase you have to tell me the first thing that comes to mind are you ready
1: never <laughs>
0: okay. all right here it is journey to the stage
1: try not to fall over the cables <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the wrong answer you're supposed to say the greatest podcast ever <laughs> okay let's do
1: that again <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, but I, I actually really love your answer because I've been backstage and see cables everywhere, especially if you, some people are great with cables, others are not, and they're always a tripping hazard for people that are not great with cables, so I, I can appreciate
1: that. Especially people who are not great with cables or platform heels. <laughs> well. So that's why. But the second <laughs> answer that comes to my mind is the greatest podcast of all time. <laughs> yes what
0: (laughs) oh you're awesome okay so isa i cannot thank you enough for accepting my invitation to join me today thank you so much
1: thank you very much brian and uh yeah everyone check out journey to the stage
0: thank you so much for that i I hope continued success and growing a fan base for the band and I hope the rest of your trip is great and wish you guys safe travels.
1: If you're able to swing by another gig anytime then just let us know and we'll stick you on the guest list.
0: Very kind of you. And I appreciate that. And thank you everybody for listening. If if you've enjoyed my chat with the beautiful and talented Isa Holiday, share this with your friends on social media so they can hear the great music of Slow Crush and get to know this podcast a little bit you can check out my website at journeytothestage.com i will join you on our next journey to the stage for jordan and rachel golding that's a wrap